Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lemler. I'm joined tonight. Actually, it's 9-19 on Friday, October the 8th. This is like kind of the first ever episode of All Nine Yards after dark, I'd say. Um, but we're here. I'm joined uh, with Caleb Arthur. It's uh, it's about to be week five in the NFL. Can't believe it's it's already almost been five weeks already. You know, we had a, we had a pretty entertaining Thursday night game. The Rams in Seattle. Geno Smith had to come in uh, for Russell Wilson after he got hurt. Um, and Seattle ended up losing to Los Angeles. Uh, we're just going to keep our conversation about the Seattle Rams game brief. But, Caleb, I was intrigued what you thought about the Russell Wilson injury. I mean, obviously, Geno Smith didn't play well. He didn't play poorly at all. He did throw a late interception that really wasn't his fault. But do you think the Pan- – uh, the, not the Panthers. Do you think the Seahawks need to start exploring options outside of Geno Smith in case Wilson's out for a long time? Yeah, um, maybe. I think the thing is, like you said, Geno Smith, all things put together, actually played pretty well, but we see mm-hmm. this a lot with backup quarterbacks. They're, they're good at first just because the defense didn't watch any tape of them. So yeah. if Geno Smith has to, to start for, you know, multiple weeks, I'm sure he will not play as well. But um, he, he is a good he is a good backup. I, I'd say he's probably a top 10 backup in the – in the league. So I don't know if they need to go um, after anyone. Russell Wilson, it does sound like he's going to be out for like a few weeks, which is too bad, but um, it's not going to be like a super long thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think they can just deal with Geno Smith because I don't really know what QB you're going to be able to get on the market, you know, like Marcus Mariota or something, but you're probably going to have to give up quite a bit to get him. And are you going to do that when Russell Wilson's only going to be out like three weeks? So I just don't think you do that. Yeah. That's probably what Seattle's going to end up doing. Just sticking with Smith until the time comes. Cause you know, certainly they're not play poorly. Um, so we'll have to see, but we move now to the picks section and it's the first week where we have a London game. The jets are technically the away team. They're technically at the Falcons in the Tottenham Hotspur stadium in London. Uh, now, as an EPL fan, I am I am very happy to see games being played not in, in the Wembley Stadium because the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is super new, super cool, super fancy. So it's cool that they're expanding around England, um, mostly just around London. But, Caleb, this game features uh, one of your favorite quarterbacks of all time, Matt Ryan. I'm joking. One of your favorite quarterbacks of all time, Zach Wilson, uh, after a, a, week, a win last week against Tennessee. So who, who have you gone with to win this game? This is tough. This is probably all things considered not like the best game in the world that they could have put in England, but oh, um, really? Oh, I mean, Oh, I don't, I think you're, I think you're underselling the value of, of uh, Corey Davis and, and Russell Gage going head to head on the outside in this game a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be like, I don't know, Jags lines or something, but um, yeah, this is really tough one. I'm actually going to go with the Jets here. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, they've got some momentum, and, and I just think the Falcons are just not really good. I know they almost pulled it off last week against Washington, but as per usual, they blew a second-half lead. Mm-hmm. So uh, can't really trust uh, the Falcons, despite who the coach is. But yeah. uh, I, I really do think the Jets um, have some momentum right now. They played better last week, despite Tennessee being very injured. And Zach Wilson definitely had his best game of the season. And and the thing is, is Atlanta's defense is just not good. And I think Zach Wilson is going to be able to play his style against that uh, Falcons defense. They're not going to put a lot of pressure on him. 
and he's going to feel very comfortable. And uh, I think that's that's just going to lead him to having another good game. And uh, Matt Ryan's just not going to be able to keep up. And uh, the Jets are going to win in a close one. Yep. Uh, I'm shockingly actually going to agree with you here. I, I think that the Jets' momentum should not be understated. And it's clear that against a bad defense, I'm sorry, the Tennessee defense is not very good, against um, a below-average defense, they can they can do some damage. I mean, I think Zach Wilson, when he's not under pressure the entire time, isn't, isn't uh, as bad of a quarterback as, as he's as he was playing in the first couple weeks. Um, and yeah, as much as this Falcons team has kept it close in a lot of their games, except for week one, uh, I just, I think this Jets team is a little bit better coached. Um, I like their defense just a little bit more. And I, I do think that Zach Wilson will, will have a great game uh, under the, I guess it's not under the lights, but it's under the, the, the national lights because um, this game will be nationally broadcasted. So I think the Jets will win this one. In, in what is probably close, Atlanta are two and a half point favorites. I think the Jets cover now moving to the one o'clock games, the Lions are at the Vikings in a matchup of NFC North foes. These two teams have a lot of history together, but both teams have had very disappointing starts to the year so far. The Vikings one and three, the Lions zero and four. After you picked the Lions last week to beat the Bears, are you willing to make that gutsy call again, or has some or has some sense finally set in? Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not betting on the Lions ever again. <laughs> Um, so, but I'm going with the Vikings. I swear every week I talk about this, but the Vikings are better than their record shows. Mm Um, let's let, I mean, there's a one in three, but, but they're good. I mean, they're, they're not like a fantastic team or anything, but they're a good team. And I think especially with the news of Russell Wilson being out for a while, I do think the Vikings playoff hopes in that week division are still alive, albeit on life support. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is one of those games. I mean, at home versus Detroit is probably the easiest game on the schedule. So I think that if you're Minnesota, this is one you have to have. If you lose this one, it's really season over. So I think they're going to tweet this like a a big game, despite it just being the Lions. And I think, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, in those, you know, non-primetime games versus not great teams is always really comfortable, really solid. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to, be able to have a very good game against a sub-hard Detroit defense. And uh, I think Minnesota wins this one comfortably. Yep, uh, I, I agree in this. I, I do think the Lions were pretty disappointing last week against the Bears after I think a lot of people had been talking them up. Like, hey, they had to hang with teams. They're not terribly coached. But um, fact of the matter is they're not very good. Uh, their roster talent is, is, is dwindling. Jaron Goff is one of the least efficient quarterbacks in football. And DeAndre Swift can't really seem to get the volume he had in week one. So I'm going to pick the Vikings to win this because they're at home. I think the Lions have a, have a much better shot in the return game. And in the, I mean, not the return game. I'm still using EPL lingo. But uh, in the game that, that comes back to Detroit later in the season, I think they have a pretty good shot in that one. But for now, it's in Minnesota. The Vikings are 10-point favorites. I think they cover. I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a big game for Minnesota. The next 1 o'clock game is the Broncos at the Steelers. The Broncos playing an AFC North team for the second week in a row after previously losing to the Ravens last week. They're only one-point favorites, which surprises me. Uh, This game is in Pittsburgh. I think it could be close, but Caleb, do you think the Steelers can pull off the upset in this one? Um, There's a chance. I don't know. I think Drew Locke's playing, although that hasn't been 100% confirmed yet. If if Drew Locke is playing, this is going to be um, this is just going to be an ugly game. This is yeah. going to be really ugly. It's going to be like 10 to 7 final score or something. So I guess the Steelers have a little bit of a shot, but I'm not going to pick them. Um, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with uh, the Broncos here. I think they're just uh, 
a little bit better in pretty much every category. Maybe the Steelers probably have a little bit better of a front seven, but the uh, mm-hmm. the Broncos uh, secondary has been really good this year. And, yeah. uh, you know, that mix with Big Ben's struggles is probably going to really help Denver in, in that portion of the game. And then I think their offense, I think with Drew Locke, they're just going to play it really safe, probably do a lot of short passes, running game, um, which is going to, like I said, make it a really ugly game. But I just at this point, until further notice, I'm not going to be picking Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go with the Broncos in a close, ugly game. Uh, again, uh, we are now three for three in agreements. I do think the Broncos will win this game too, and I do think it'll be low scoring and ugly. I think we just we've seen with Pittsburgh. Yes, Drew Locke is probably starting. I mean, Bridgewater is listed as questionable. If you're a quarterback, that usually means you're either going to play very poorly or you're not going to play at all. But we've we've seen this this Pittsburgh team play four games now. Their point totals in each of those games were 23, which included a block punt touchdown, so more like 16 against the Bills in a win, which is looking more and more like a confounding game uh, to this day. The Raiders, they put 17 on the Raiders, but they scored a garbage time touchdown, and we all know the Raiders' defense isn't that good. The Bengals, they only scored 10, and the Packers, they scored 17, including a couple touchdowns in the second half, and they were down. So I think we need to, to, to think about the, the, the reality that this Pittsburgh Steelers offense can't score, um, and they, they, they might be able to. Uh, later in the season when injuries set into other teams. But for now, they just can't score. I mean, Najee Harris is getting tons of volume. He's not really producing. Um, Big Ben is not playing well. He's been very inconsistent. The tight ends have been pretty invisible so far this season and the wide receivers uh, just as invisible. Uh, maybe a little less invisible, but still not very good. Um, so I'm going to pick the Broncos to win one. I think the Broncos have a better defense. And honestly, I think a very interesting debate, debate could be had about which team's front seven you'd rather have. I might go with Denver because you got, you got Bradley Chubb, you got Von Miller. Um, I think they have two great edge rushers there. We saw with Steelers war without TJ Watt uh, against the Bengals. And it was pretty bad to get zero sacks on a team that has, I will admit a very, very poor offensive line um, is pretty embarrassing. And that was just when TJ Watt was out. So I think the Broncos have a better defense. I don't think they're better coached, but I just do think that their defense will end up winning out because I, I think there's a chance the Steelers don't score a point. I think that there's a very, High chance the Steelers score less than six points. There's just as high of a chance the Broncos score less than 10. So this game is going to be like 9-6 with a lot of field goals. So if you have the Broncos kicker or the Steelers kicker this week, I'd pick them up. But yes, the Broncos win this one, I think, in a pretty in a pretty, uh, in a a pretty, close but ugly game. And also they're going to dominate time of possession. Another 1 o'clock game, and certainly the one I and hopefully most of America are excited for, the Packers at the Bengals. As many of you know, I'm a Bengals fan. And the over-under at this game is set at 50 and a half. In my opinion, that's a little low. I think this is going to be a good old-fashioned Western shootout. Joe Mixon is questionable, which means Samaj P. Ryan and Captain America Chris Evans, no, not the actor, the running back from Michigan, are probably going to get split carries in the backfield. They have not used Evans much after spending a fifth-round draft pick on him, but hopefully they use him more in this game. He's a bit of a cult hero in the Cincinnati fandom because he just had such a good preseason. So this game should be really good. Um, I'm going to try to be as, as least biased as possible, um, but I think this game will be really good. I think Burrow is going to have an excellent game. Jair Alexander has been the only bright spot in that uh, Packers secondary this entire season, and the Bengals are getting T. Higgins back, so their wide receiver core is going to be is going to be uh, is going to be fully healthy. Aaron Jones is said to be at about 50. percent He's questionable, but likely to play, but won't play to the most of his abilities. So Green Bay being a three point favorite seems about right here. 
I think how many times have I picked against the Bengals this season? I've picked against them a scary amount because I'm always scared about being biased. I picked, I picked them in the opener. I picked them in week two and they lost. I picked against them in week three and they won. And I picked them in week four. So I'm going to do it again. I mean, you can call me biased, but I do think the Bengals are a legit team this year. And I've said this in preseason. I've been saying this for a while. I do think they're a playoff caliber team and then with a playoff caliber roster. So I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this game. I'm going to lock in the Bengals to cover. I think this game will be very close and very good. There's even a chance it goes into overtime. But I think with, with the advantage that the Bengals have had all season on special teams, and I mean, I don't want to hype up the kicker too much, but Evan McPherson has been pretty automatic for Cincinnati. He's hit two game-winning kicks already, and it's only only his fifth game uh, of his NFL career. So I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this one. This is a pretty aggressive pick, but I think Burrow's going to have another fantastic game uh, on what will, be, uh, what will be heavily broadcasted around the United States. So put some national eyes on the Bengals being a good team. Yeah, I definitely. I know he that that that's the game that's on the on the main TV. So it's, it's nice. definitely a lot of people are gonna gonna see this one. I gotta admit though, I'm a little disappointed right now because this was gonna be my bold pick. I, oh I'm my god, you picked the Bengals too? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's amazing. I think yeah, I think it's gonna be a really close game. I was back and forth. I don't love Joe Mixon probably being out. Um, that yeah. almost made me switch to the Packers, but I'm gonna stick with my pick. Uh, for the Bengals, I think this is a game that they're really gonna. Obviously, anytime you play the Packers, that's a big deal. They're a really popular uh, team, obviously with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I think um, if you're the Bengals, this is is a big one. And I uh, I think the crowd is really gonna be a big factor for Cincinnati. I think they're really gonna treat this like a big deal as well. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the Bengals are going to just come out after a long rest. You know, they got those few extra days playing on Thursday night last week. So I think they're really going to use that to their advantage. They're going to be well-rested. And the Packers, I just think, are going to come out a little bit flat as they uh, have a tendency to do every once in a while over the past few years. So I think that in in a really high-scoring game, shootout, close game, but I think the Bengals are going to win this one and prove that they are a, a real team. Wow. This is it's miracles do happen. Caleb and I have gone four for four in terms of matching picks for these first four games. I was honestly expecting you to pick green Bay. So uh, fantastic to know that there's an, another believer on this two man podcast, but Bengals are a playoff team. You, you heard it here. Yeah, I see that. I don't know. About yet, but. I don't know, man. They got a pretty easy schedule. I'm just saying this Packers game is one of the hardest games they're going to play all year. Um, they have the, they're at the lions after this. That's a win. At the Ravens, probably not a win. At the Jets is probably a win. I do think they'll split against the Browns, especially if Baker Mayfield's hurt. But I won't go on a Bengals tangent because we need to talk about uh, the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Let's say, do they play on 1 o'clock? They don't play on 1 o'clock. They play at 4 o'clock. But you know what? I'm breaking all the rules, and I'm skipping to a 4 o'clock game just because it's a seamless transition. But the Browns are at the Chargers, and what will likely end up being one of the games of the week, um, at least in the non-primetime slate. Uh, Mayfield has a labrum injury of some sort. I'm hearing torn labrum. I'm hearing strain labrum, a lot of different medical lingo being thrown around. He says he doesn't want to have surgery just yet. Uh, so it should be interesting. Same with OBJ. Apparently, um, apparently Oda Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield just have the exact same injury, uh, except apparently Beckham has been playing with it for quote six years. So we'll see, but I, I do think the chargers will win this game. I think the Bengals chargers wildcard race is going to be one of the best stories of the season. Because I'm a little concerned about the Broncos, not the Broncos, the Browns offense played against Minnesota. Their defense did a very good job and showed that now for the first time in what seems like forever, a defense can win a game for Cleveland. 
but I, I'm very concerned about how their offense is going to play, especially with Baker uh, kind of being very hindered by that shoulder injury. I think Herbert's going to light it up, and I think the Chargers are going to win this game by probably three to six points. I do think it'll be close, though, and it'll probably be pretty pretty high scoring. Um, nah, probably somewhere in the middle, like 25, 30, 21. That's not a real score. That might even be score gummy, but it'll probably be like 27, 24, 27, 21, something like that. So I'm picking the Chargers to win this game. Yeah, this is definitely one of, if not the best game of the week. I'm really excited about this one. I think this is one of those, like, really is a, a coin flip game because I think, you know, everybody's really high on the Chargers right now. You know, that big primetime win, Justin Herbert's looking great. And then, you know, the Browns have kind of been ugly. So I feel like the Chargers might be a little overvalued right now. Um, yeah, probably. They're probably a little overrated, but I but, I, do, I, I like where they're at. You know what? I'm going to go with the Chargers still. Wow. And I'm going to go with the Chargers. Because like you said, you know, the Browns just aren't fully healthy right now. Baker, even though it's not as throwing shoulder, it, it does still affect you some. So I think it's it's something to note. And then obviously Jarvis Landry still out. Odell apparently is not 100%. Whatever. I don't know. Feels like he never is anymore. So I, and uh, also... They are on their third string right tackle as well, Cleveland. So Oh, they are? I was not aware of it. Yeah. Joey yeah. Bosa is going to have a field day. I know, exactly. And, and Joey Bosa is going to be on him. So I think uh, it's just kind of not setting up good for Cleveland. It kind of feels like they're in the wrong place, wrong time. Um, this is probably one of the worst weeks to play a good team if you're Cleveland. Um, and, and the Chargers – a really riding high right now. They, they've been really well coached. Brandon Staley so far has looked like a phenomenal hire. Justin yeah. Herbert, as we know, is just, you know, a great quarterback, has a really, really bright future. And uh, I just think the Chargers are going to take advantage of this one, a little bit of a, a banged up Cleveland team. And I think in a close one, the Chargers do escape with a win. Yeah, I definitely think uh, this this is should be probably the game of the week. I think I'm just scrolling through the slate as we speak. That was a lot of S's. And, uh, and this game should be really good. Another game that might be sneaky good, uh, might be overhyping a little bit, but it's the Eagles at the Panthers. This game is going to happen in the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, as a lot of Panthers games normally happen. But Panthers are only three-point favorites after their pretty disappointing loss to Dallas last week where they kind of got blown out in the second half. The Eagles really didn't – really their offense played very well, I thought. Um, against Kansas City, or that also could be a byproduct of Kansas City's defense kind of not being very good. But um, their offense played well. Jalen Hurts played okay. I think Jalen Hurts is playing the worst possibly he can play for the Eagles organization because he's not playing poorly enough to warrant being like, all right, he's not our guy, but he's not playing well enough to warrant being like, all right, he is our guy. He's kind of stuck in the middle, and that's exactly what they didn't want him to do. Um, they kind of they have all this draft capital they need him to make a decision, but. I'm going to pick the Panthers to win this one. Matt Rule coming home, except he's not actually coming home because the game's in Carolina. But this should be a good one. I, I'm interested to see how the Eagles defense is going to respond after just getting their butt kicked by Kansas City all last week, all just up and down the field. Um, a slightly more manageable offense like Carolina should be should be a slightly easier task. But if CMC is back, it should be a whole different story. But I have the Panthers winning and covering, so winning by a score of more than three. Yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty comfortable win for Carolina. I just don't think the Eagles defensively just have the talent to uh, really compete in a lot of their games. We saw that last week uh, with the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs are better than the Panthers, but the Panthers are honestly still a pretty good team. 
And uh, with with Russell Wilson being out for a while, I'm probably would take Carolina to go to the playoffs at this point. So I think they they got a lot to play for. This is a game, obviously, you can't drop. Um, I, I we talk about that a lot, but but this is a important. You can't drop this one game for Carolina. And I just think that Sam Donald, obviously, against stub defenses is is really good. He's got that rushing ability. Um, and, and, and when he's comfortable, Sam Donald's very good. So mm-hmm. I think Sam Donald against the poor uh, Philadelphia defense is going to be able to just, you know, play his style, play his game. And uh, Christian McCaffrey's probably going to be back, which obviously is, is huge for that offense as well. So yeah. I, I just think uh, Jalen Hurts is just not going to be able to score every mm-hmm. single every single drive, which is what this Philadelphia defense has been making him do. So I think that the the Panthers win this one. Yep, I think that's uh, this is incredible. What are we like seven for seven on picks uh, shared today? But uh, but we'll see. We'll see. This this one should put it to the test. The Saints at Washington. This one is very close to a coin flip. Washington and the Saints both come. No, I lied. Washington coming off a win against Air, not Arizona, Atlanta, and the Saints coming off a loss against New York at home. This game should be interesting. I'll let you get your pick out of the way first. Man, this this is probably honestly like the biggest coin flip of the week. Um, I I don't know because both of them obviously are two and two. The Saints have just been a wild ride. That's so crazy. up and down, up and down. So I don't know if you're a Saints fan, you probably want off this roller coaster. But um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Saints, and honestly, I'm solely going with the Saints because they lost last week. And it feels like that they're just up and down, up and down. So I think that uh, Jameis Winston is going to have a good game against. Uh, honestly, let's let's tell tell it out. It is a Washington defense that has not been very good this year. Honestly, especially yeah. the mm-hmm. secondary. The secondary has been really weak. So I think that uh, Jameis Winston is going to be able to uh, just have a really good game. He's going to feel confident in himself. Um, and, and his arm talent against a, a secondary he knows it's not top of the top of the league so I think uh, Sean Payton obviously is a great coach he's gonna really use uh, to to their advantage he's really gonna understand what what they need to do to uh, take advantage of that weak secondary so I think that uh, the Saints play really good game and they escape with a victory here interesting 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 Sadly, I think our streak has to come to an end here because I'm going to pick Washington. Um, they're at home. Heineke played very well last week. The Saints did not play very well last week. Uh, their Saints, the Saints' offense is looking really stagnant. If there's ever a game, I feel like that Washington, that this Washington defense is going to need to kind of like get some of their confidence back in beating a team that has some offensive chops but isn't so good they're going to blow them out of the water. I think it's a game like this. It's a team like the Saints, a team like the Saints that don't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field because they're just so worried about Jameis Winston uh, throwing an interception that Alvin Kamara already has 78 carries on the season. So this game should be good. Uh, This game should be close. I don't know about good, but it should be close. New Orleans are two-and-a-half-point favorites, which seems a little ambitious to me. I do think Heineke is going to have a good game. And I'm going to pick Washington to win this one behind a good game from Scary Terry. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Taylor Heineke. Kind of the uh, the core of that Washington offense, but I do think the defense will bounce back too. Another one o'clock game: the Titans at the Jags. Titans four and a half point favorites on this one, coming off a loss against the Jets. This is the second of two supposedly easy games on paper for this Tennessee team that has division winning ambitions. But 
I'll let you pick first because, you know, you are the Titans guy. Yeah, you know, honestly, after last week, not as confident as I once was. But with that being said, um, while Julio Jones sounds like he's still going to be out, it sounds like A.J. Uh, Brown is going to play. So we're going to we're going to take that as a W. Um, hopefully that really helps this uh, this Titans offense kind of gives them, you know, a little more flexibility, like with the play action game and all that. And then the Jags, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just being like biased or something. I think the Jags are worse than the Jets. So I think that um, it actually is a little bit of an easier game than it was uh, last week, just because, you know, and especially the Jags have uh, have some noise around them right now, not the best noise. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. They might be a little off their game. Um, it, it would not surprise me in the slightest if they were. So I think uh, the Titans in, in a bounce back game, you know, they're going to be a little embarrassed after last week. They're going to take this game more seriously than they probably thought they were going to go going to. But I think the Titans uh, win this one for sure. Yeah, um, I, I agree. This I think this is a this was a seemingly easy two game stretch for the Titans, but they flipped up a little bit by dropping the game to the Jets. But at the Jaguars should be easy. I mean, this Jaguars team, man. Uh, you said it uh, in, in a text conversation a couple of days ago, but they're a fever dream. There's no way this is a real NFL team, but yes, yes, it is. And, and Urban Meyer is doing his Urban Meyer stick, doing stuff that probably wouldn't, uh, that, that's not going to fly in the NFL level that might fly at the college level. I'm not so sure, but this Jaguars team is poor. Uh, it's, it's very bad. So I'm, I'm picking the Titans to win this game. I think they're going to win it by more than four and a half. I just think the, 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 the run defense of Jacksonville is poor, um, given how well Joe Mixon ran the ball in the second half against them on Thursday. Yes, this long week should be nice, but Derrick Henry is going to have a beast of a game. And yet again, I am so happy I picked him over Saquon in fantasy. So Titans win this game uh, by more than four and a half. Now, uh, the last one o'clock game on the slate that we have not. Oh, no, the second to last one o'clock game on the slate that we have not touched on yet. The Dolphins at the Buccaneers. This one, a battle of the Florida teams, the Florida Derby, as you'd like to say. I got to stop using the appeal terms, but it's the Florida Derby. It's Dolphins at the Buccaneers. This is in the Raymond of the James and Tua Taikavailoa. Is he back? Is he not back? I don't think he's back this week because he's on IR. He's got to miss three games. So he's not back this week. And the Dolphins have lost three in a row. So I'm not going to pick them. I I think that's kind of obvious, but this is going to be pretty big blowout i think i think tampa bay is going to cruise very easily here i could see leonard fournette ronald jones and Gio bernard are all getting significant carries um in this one so i'm going to pick the bucks to win this this seems pretty straightforward yeah i i would agree i'm not gonna waste too much time on this one i i do think it i don't think it'll be a blowout i think the dolphins are pretty good at keeping games close as long as they're not playing the bills so I think that, uh, you know, the Buccaneers, their secondary is really beat up right now. It's been struggling. But uh, I just don't think the Dolphins have the quarterback talent to really take advantage of it all that much. So I think that it's just going to be another rough day in the house for the Dolphins. Uh, um, and once again, all their momentum that they built last season is going down the drain. And yep. Tampa Bay wins this one pretty comfortably. Yep, I think this is uh, very concerning for Miami. Um, they have they're at the Bucks, and then another Florida Derby against the Jaguars, but that one's in London, so that's not really that's not going to get the advantage from that. I mean, they don't have a hard schedule, but I'm just concerned on how they're really going to perform on the rest of the season. But 
Yeah, uh, the last one o'clock game, the actual last one o'clock game, the Patriots at the Texans. The Patriots are one and three, as are the Houston Texans, although the Patriots have played a little bit harder of a schedule, I would say, um, when the Patriots win coming against the Jets with losses against the Saints, Bucks, and Dolphins by one. The Texans, after winning in week one, have just looked flat since Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And I sadly, I do think that trend will continue. As long as Tyrod Taylor is not the QB of this Houston team, I'm not going to pick them at all. Um, really at all. I think David Culley has coached a, a brilliant team. I think a lot of people didn't really know who he was uh, heading into the season. But um, I, I, I sadly think the Texans are going to get killed here. I think the Patriots are going to kind of run all over them, run the ball, throw the ball. Mac Jones, will he compete, uh, complete a pass over 10 yards? That's an, an amazing prop bet to make. I say no. But the Patriots win in a, in a pretty old-fashioned Bill Belichick grounded out style of low-scoring game. Yeah, so we've talked about how uh, Bill Belichick makes rookie QBs look really bad. Mm-hmm. If he made Zach Wilson throw four interceptions in, in a half, he's gonna. I'm make- worried. Yeah, I'm worried about what's gonna happen to Davis Mills. It's. I think it's gonna be not good. Is it possible to throw like six and a half and keep your job? I mean, what are the other options? Oh, I guess I they got know. Ryan Finley, Bengals legend. Is he even on the team? I'm not sure. I mean, I think you just have to stick with Mills until until Tyrod Taylor gets back. Yeah, good um, point. Although you know how how many um, how many seconds after Davis Mills third pick will Cam Newton be trendy? That is yeah. the point. I think I would put the, the over under at fifteen. I'm probably taking yeah. the under on that. Yeah, but um, it's gonna it's gonna be real ugly. I think. Um, just not a very good Texans team. Rookie quarterback Bill Belichick is going to absolutely feast on this team. And uh, while the offense is not super high powered or anything, it's not going to need to be. And Patriots win this one very comfortably. Yep. Uh, this should be a, a, a pretty substantial win for New England. And that concludes the one o'clock games. We move now to the 405 and 425 games. We already touched on the Browns and the Chargers. So we'll get right in to the Bears and the Raiders. Um, this one's a close. I lied. It's not very close. I'm going to pick the Raiders to win this one. They did get their first slip up this season last Monday against the Chargers, but that was a, that was a pretty wide open game. Um, they were down most of it and they almost came back, but they ended up uh, losing, but I just don't see Justin Fields doing very well, at least for this half part of the early season. So I'm going to pick the Raiders to win this one. They're at home. So I think they, they should be an easy pick. Yep. I would have to agree there. Um, Raiders, you know, obviously kind of disappointing last week, but um, I think they're going to bounce back. I think that this is a, a Bears team that should be fairly easy to bounce back against through. Their defense is a little banged up right now. Obviously, on the offensive side, David Montgomery is out, which um, for a rookie quarterback, you you running back being out is, is, is just not good news. So I think Justin Fields is going to be forced to throw it more than you would like a rookie quarterback to throw it. So I just think that uh, the Raiders are going to be able to take advantage of that. And uh, they're going to, they're going to win this game at home and just be comfortable. Yep. This should be, this should be another tough week for rookie quarterbacks, man. One of the most hype rookie quarterback classes in recent memory. And they have won uh, two, uh, I guess they, in terms of starts one, it's been two or three. It's been three because Mac Jones won one, Wilson won one, and the Fields won one. But really, it's it's not been great. 
Now that's uh, that's the both the four oh five games, four twenty five game. The Giants at the Cowboys, pretty classic NFC East matchup. The Giants have some momentum coming off the uh, the first win of the season last week. John Ross showing that four two two speed. Um, but really, I, I don't think this game will be very close. I think the Cowboys are kind of starting to, I have to say it at some point, flex their muscles as the best team in that division. Um, so I think Dallas wins this one in what will be close to a blowout, probably closer to 14 points, maybe 10 for Dallas to win. Yeah, you know, I've talked about it. The Giants, I think, are a little undervalued here. Um, oh, wow. He's I back on the, the New York football train. I think that they are actually a decent team does that mean i'm going to pick them to beat the cowboys absolutely not uh-huh. i'm going to go with the, the cowboys here I'm, I'm just not i'm i like to be kind of bold but i'm not that bold um the cowboys have looked really good um i think their defense has been really good at giving at getting takeaways and while daniel jones has gotten better about turnovers he's still not the best about it so I think he'll probably have uh, at least one turnover against uh, a Cowboys defense that's much improved over last year. And it's just going to be, you know, Dak Prescott's going to do his thing. He's going to be uh, just not super flashy, but he's going to be very efficient, very solid, as he always is. And uh, Cowboys, you know, divisional game at home, crowd's probably going to be really into it. So I think the Cowboys are going to win this one, I'll say probably – um, by a touchdown, so the, I would say the spread is right. Yep, we know how those Cowboys faithful always come out for those divisional games. And the 49ers and the Cardinals, speaking of divisional games in Arizona in the desert, I think the Cardinals only their second home game, despite the fact that it is week five. This should be another great game. I mean, come on, man. Anytime two NFC West teams match up, it's a guaranteed banger. So this should be this should be a very entertaining. It seems like Trey Lance is trending towards starting, um, which is fantastic. Uh, given the, the the state of Jimmy G, all the headlines seem to be about um, Trey Lance starting this game. So I am personally very excited as a Trey Lance uh, enjoyer and enthusiast. Do I think he'll win this game? Sadly, no. Um, is Shanahan the better coach of Kiff Kingsbury? Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, yeah, I think he's the better coach. Um, I think it's a lot closer than it used to be because the 49ers team outside of that one Super Bowl year has been bad. Um, really, I don't think they've had a significantly good season outside of that one Super Bowl run. So we'll have to see how they do over the rest of the year. They have what, like four more hard games, meaning AKA four more divisional games. They're always tough. So I'm gonna pick the Cardinals to win this one and start five and oh uh which would be i think a dream scenario uh, of any arizona fan and to put kyler murray prominently as the face of those mvp talks but man this should be interesting uh for the cardinals they're at home against the niners at the browns is always tough home against the texans they'll probably cru- cruise in that one if we're being honest but uh at home against the packers should be a good game then they're at the niners home against the panthers at the seahawks at the bears versus the rams it's like a hot, cold schedule for them. All their tough games are really their divisional ones plus the Packers. So we'll see how they play. But I have Arizona winning this game. Um, I do have San Francisco covering, though. I think this will be close. I do believe in, in Trey Lance's legs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, NFC West games are always a pretty unpredictable. Cardinals are coming off a big high last week against the Rams. Them coming out flat. 
wouldn't be too surprising. And I do think the Lan- oh the Cardinals are a little be being a little overvalued right now. I don't I still don't really think of them as a true Super Bowl contender. Yeah, me they're either. gonna drop a game eventually, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I just don't think that uh, this week is gonna be that week they drop a game. I think the 49ers um, are probably just, I mean, they're a fine team, probably going to make the playoffs, especially with the, with the Seahawks being down now. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think Trey Lance in his first start. Um, while I do think in the long run he's going to be a very good quarterback, we know quarterbacks in their first start usually do not pick up the W. And I think, you know, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, they're going to really be able to take advantage of a Trey Lance, it's not, you know, quite adjusted to the NFL yet. And uh, he's going to struggle a little bit um, against the uh, Cardinals. And then Kyler Murray's going to, you know, do his thing, be really good, keep up that MVP talk, and Cardinals win this one. But I do think it'll be close. Yep, this should be a good game and a close game. And, hey, the tickets are only $117, so I say we fly out. I'm joking. But speaking of expensive tickets, 114 for these ones because this should be a banger of a game. The Bills are visiting the Chiefs at Arrowhead on Sunday night football. Man, I mean, I think we're getting – this is very early in the season to have a tilt like this. But for the Chiefs, is this a must win? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like it might be. You're playing the Bills, and then you're at Washington at the Titans. That's not – that's too – not – Easy games, not hard games at all, but not easy either. Because um, if you lose this game, I think you're you're not getting the one seed in the AFC, which is what they I think they're really trying to chase. Because only yeah, this game's probably I would say this game's for the one seed. But I agree. I think this game's for the one. Seed. Again, it's early. Who knows? The Bills could have a Niners like uh, injury uh, injury strike, or the Chiefs could win this game, then have a Niners like injury strike. But the, the Bills are are some crazy hobo magician magic away from being 4-0. I'm still I'm so confounded to how they lost that game against the Steelers at home. But this is a tough one to pick. Um, but I am going to pick Kansas City. It's tough. I love the Bills. Um, I, I, I really like them. I, and I really like Josh Allen. I think he's really good. But you know what? No. No, I'm talking myself out of that pick. I'm picking the Bills. I have Chiefs written down on my script. I have bullet points of like Patrick Mahomes is going to get back into, into form. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to have a good game. The defense will bounce back. But I'm scrapping those bullet points. I'm going off the whim here. The Bills win the game. Um, Josh Allen, fan, fantastic performance. He's, he's really on a hot streak. But that Bills defense is going to be what's key. Um, they've had two really, really good weeks. And I can tell because they're on my fantasy team. Um, and another great week against the Chiefs offense would be great because we know how this Chiefs defense is playing. Yes, they could bounce back, but really getting hung 30 on your head by the Eagles is not something you can, it's not something that's easily bounce backable from. So I'm going to pick the Bills to win this. I'm definitely picking the Bills to cover. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. It's definitely going to be a cover. It's going to be like a one point game. Um, but I think, I think the Bills win this game behind a strong Josh Allen performance and Dawson Knox, two touchdowns, lock it in. Wow. Um, I really, honestly, I think we only have one difference so far. Um, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And I thought we were going to have another one there, but uh, until you switch, because I have well, the I, Bills. I Uno reversed well. the entire, the entire list. Yeah. yeah. We've got, I've got the Bills too. I think that, uh, I think we're going to see a Josh Allen masterclass, you know, get some revenge for the AFC championship last year. Um, you know, you talked about it for a second there. 
if the Eagles can hang a bunch of points on the Chiefs, then I think this Bills offense that we know has a, a tendency to pretty frequently just go off for like over 40 points. Yeah. I think on this Chiefs defense that is really struggling is going to put up just a, a ton of points. And I think it's going to be a shootout. Two great quarterbacks. I mean, this is going to be a fantastic game. But I think that the Bills, man, I think that just um, the offenses are pretty comparable in terms of the points per game and, and, and all that. But I think the Bills having a pretty, at this point, significant advantage on defense is going to be just enough. Their defense is going to get just enough stops to uh, come out with a very close win. And the Bills going to Arrowhead, come away with this one. And I think after, if they do win this one, I think they undoubtedly have to be the uh, king of the AFC, at least for the time being, maybe even the king of the NFL. Yep, it should be uh, should be a great, a great Sunday night matchup. Probably one of the best of the year. I'm trying to think back. So we had Packers, 49ers. What were the other Sunday night football matchups? You remember? Uh, there was Buccaneers, Patriots last week. Yep, Bucks, Pats. Oh, and it was um, the Rams and the Bears. That one wasn't that bad. Uh, what was week one? Week one was, um, oh, I guess I don't know if that counts, but Cowboys, Bucks. That was a good game. Bears, Rams, okay game. Chiefs, Ravens. That was a good game. Yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty good uh, Sunday Night Football slate so far this year, but I think this will be the best of the lot, and I have the Bills winning this matchup. Now, the Monday game, the last one of this episode, the Colts and the Ravens squaring off in M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. This one this one should be good, but I think this one has a very obvious winner, and that is Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson has had a, a very good season so far. The Ravens still have that 100-yard streak uh, going after a late call against um, Denver. That, If you allow me to rant at 10.01 p.m. on a Friday night, but I, I think Vic Fangio preaching about player safety on that is pretty stupid. I don't know. I, I just Vic Fangio just seems he just seems really butthurt that his team lost, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to see how that situation resolves itself. But I think the Ravens win this game. I think they're a very strong running team. Their passing is even better. Carson Wentz on prime time. Who knows? Maybe he strings up some match together and gets everybody hyped because he always seems to do that at least once a year. But this Colts team lost three in a row, all close games, but still lost three. In, oh, not really. One of them a close game, but lost the other two um, by double digits or beating the Dolphins, which as we're learning uh, week in and week out is actually not that hard. So this game at the Ravens could represent a turning point in their season. I think if they win this, then they go on to beat the Texans. All of a sudden they're three and three, but I don't think they'll win. I think they'll lose. It's kind of all the odds are stacked against them. It's in Baltimore. They are not the better team. And Carson Wentz um, has not been known to outduel better quarterbacks in prime time. So I'm going to pick the, the, the Ravens in this one. And I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson to have a very, very strong game. Yeah, you know, as a Titans fan like myself, this game is disgusting. Um, These are like my two least favorite teams, but that's okay (laughs) because we're going to go and we're going to pick the Ravens here Um, just because I think that the Ravens are, you know, a little bit better in pretty much every category. Colts definitely have the inferior quarterback at this point, and their offensive line, which kind of is what they – hung their hat on last year is really banged up has not been the offensive line that they were hoping would be in front of Carson Wentz so I just think that uh, that that Ravens defense that's always uh, good is just going to be able to really dominate that the line of scrimmage so I think that the Ravens win this one you know Lamar Jackson will do his thing he'll play pretty well 
um, you know, a lot of good running and, and some good throwing and all. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. Good, you know, good running and throwing, good quarterback yeah. performance. Good. Yeah, good. He's going to be good. And I think that the Ravens are going to win this one fairly comfortably in front of their home crowd. Um, and the Ravens, obviously, I think it, we, we both think are, are just a better roster, a better team um, all around. So I think that the Ravens do win this one fairly comfortably. And the Colts go to one and four. And it's kind of maybe panic time. Oh, it's 100% panic time. If you're one and four, yeah, you play the Texans should be a win. But then you're at the Niners versus the Titans. That's two very important games. It's panic time if you're one and four and you're in Indianapolis. Yeah. But, yeah, so we have not differed at all. I mean, I think one game maybe. So at least there won't be much much banter back and forth on Sunday afternoon. Um, but we have Ravens win, we have Bills win, we have Cardinals win, we have Cowboys win, we have Chargers win, we have Raiders win, we have Pats win, we have Titans win. You have the Saints and I have Washington. That's the only one we differ on because that one's truly a coin flip. But we have Bucks win, we have Broncos win, we have uh, Vikes win, we have Jets win, and we both have the Cincinnati Bengals beating Green Bay, baby. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all I have to say uh, for this episode of the All Nine Errands Podcast. Caleb, is there anything you'd like to add? I think that all nine yards after dark is the best thing since uh, Pac-12 after dark. It might even be better. Yeah, honestly, we are the best after dark. This podcast. We just need Bill. Dark. We just need Bill Walton now. Exactly. Oh my God, we gotta get Bill Walton. Bill Walton, if you're listening to this, because I know you are, slide in the DMs, bro. We'll we'll hook it up. We'll get you on an episode. I I uh, Caleb is a big basketball college basketball guy, so yeah. he, he'd love to talk to you. <laughs> Can't wait to can't wait till like 15 years down the road when we actually do get Bill Walton on this podcast. But that will probably be it for uh, that. Not probably that will be it for tonight's episode of the All Nine Yards Podcast. My name is Luke Lundler. I'm joined uh, by Caleb Arthur and everybody. Stay safe. Uh, just kind of stay safe. I think it's a crazy world out there. So just make sure you're always being safe at all turns. Wear your seatbelt. All that. All that jazz. And uh, and we'll see you next time. Adios. <laughs>